So Carrie, Miranda, Samantha and Charlotte all return to New York, realising that they actually had it pretty good already. You see, that's how it should have ended, Paul. Paul? Paul? You pretending to be dead again? <laughs> what do you think, man? Oh, hey, Paul. Oh. Hey. Sorry, I didn't hear a single word you said. I oh. was having this wonderful dream where I was in quicksand meeting my end. <laughs> and you were there. And you were there. And you were there. <laughs> Listeners. Podcast that can't remember who the shy one is meant to be. I'm Paul Sold. I'm a wolf penguin or something. And it's the last film of Recommendations Month. Yeah, and this fun missile comes from Ryan at 27 Backspace. He saw us the one night a year we go to Edinburgh to taunt the locals. He came over, he slipped us a contraband copy of this film, scratched onto a beer mat. Open wide, he said, getting both hands inside Paul's mouth before climbing right into his body. Once inside Paul's digestive system, however, he stuck the beer mat way down into his guts, and uh, now he's a projector of words. It was an interesting afternoon. Yeah. Difficult one to explain to uh, work when I had to call in sick the next day. Today we should be rocking and rolling about the Pebble and the Penguin, directed by no one. Deep in a frozen country, there's an ancient ceremony where a penguin must find the perfect pebble to give to his future bride. And boy, did Hubie find a pebble. Marina, is that an engagement pebble or what? Hubie, I love it. But Hubie's rival Drake has other plans. Nobody's going to marry a loser like you. Now, fate has taken him to the other side of the world, but with the help of a new friend. Who's for busting out here? Take me with you! They'll travel night and day to try to get back to his true love. I'm destined to marry Marina. I'm destined to marry Marina. And they'll form a friendship. I think you're fabulous. You have to gush like that? That will last forever. Look how we get along together. You are incredibly annoying. That was the whole movie. You just watched the entire movie. Uh, Don Bluth and Gary Goldman's 1994 film released in 1995 after both men took their names off of it. <laughs> but then it was Good sign. stuck on the main credits. Did you have them in the end credits? I didn't. Um, the, the, be- the beginning credits, it said a Don Bluth film. Oh, uh, Don Bluth Island. Oh, yeah, maybe it did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Hello OG team, Father Paul here, sneaking in a fact check. To all of you who have watched The Pebble and the Penguin doggedly over the years, it doesn't say a Don Bluth film, but in fact, Don Bluth Limited Presents, which is even funnier considering what was just discussed. Aha, <laughs> aha. Back to the pools. Now the film had massive production issues, particularly in terms of production value. Uh, Paul, I'm going to read to you some of the extraordinarily well-written animation and research section of the Wikipedia page. There's a lot of teachers out there who say, we don't want you using Wikipedia in your research, but, you know, I think that's going to put those concerns to bed, Paul. <laughs> tuck it right, tuck them right in. <laughs> Though Bluth Productions was based in Dublin, artists from Ireland, England, and Hungary worked on the project, at least seven directing a- animators working on the film. Amongst them was John P- Pomeroy. The penguins in the film are clothed. <laughs> Humans wearing penguin costumes were filmed and then used as photostat references for the animators. 
The iconic quote. I didn't edit this, by the way. This is one thing. Okay. The iconic quote from Hubie, goodness glaciers, as well as his overall appearance, is a sly reference to Gentleman Glacier, an old Canadian newspaper cartoon used to illustrate snow accumulation each year. The penguins in this thing wear clothes, Paul. Iconic line of Hubies. Which A, I didn't get. Or here. <laughs> well, you didn't get the reference to Canadian fucking mascot, Gentleman Glacier. Well, I, I, I didn't hear the line anyway. He, had it, and... he said it at least three times. Goodness glaciers! Goodness glaciers! Goodness glaciers! I was doing press-ups. <laughs> Stop the... doing that during our film. <laughs> You're so buff, but you never know what we're talking about. <laughs> So buff though. But then (laughs) the other thing would be like watching Titanic and Leonardo DiCaprio mentions lasagna and that's a sly reference to Garfield. (laughs) I just love the fucking thrown in the penguins and the film are clothed in the middle of this section when it doesn't pertain to animation and research at all. Doesn't it? Unrealistically, these penguins are clothed. Well, you know, you're not an animator, so... I don't understand the process. Um, Are we going clove penguin on this one? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. I'll get out the HBs. <laughs> oh, fuck. Critics reacted to the film like a tiger seal digging into a fucking moron. <laughs> Roger Ebert at the Chicago Sun-Times, after starting his review talking about The Worst Journey, a travel novel by Robert Falcon Scott, said the story is so drippy and inane that I found my thoughts drifting back to those lonely birds Cherry Gerard brought- discovered at the midpoint of The Worst Journey. The male spends long months in total darkness and gale winds at temperatures 100 degrees below freezing, sitting on an egg. That is the high point of their year. It is also interesting, which is more than can be said of the story of this movie. Ooh, that's classic Ebert. Didn't have much to say about (laughs) Pebble and the Penguin. If only... (laughs) I didn't see it. If only I'd have had... (laughs) If I could see it, mate. (laughs) That's brilliant. I just wanked on about fucking um, travel journey. 300 words god and here here was me thinking i could recommend two future armor episodes at the end of this <laughs> which which ones listeners stick around audiences on the other hand reacted to the film like tim curry digging into an accent <laughs> a customer at amazon said the animation the animation is at times appealing sorry the animation is at times appalling <laughs> endless scenes with just two characters talking against a neutral background dominate the film and the few impressive moments are quickly extinguished by moments of excruciating amateurishness the next <laughs> the voices are not particularly impressive either so paul you aquatic flightless bird what what's one thing about the pebble and the penguin that made you want to get inexplicably good at fighting i fight for those fucking sexy penguins yeah there's some sexy penguins gods it was the 90s nobody was gonna stop you nobody was gonna come in and say you've drawn those penguins too <laughs> provocatively can the penguins not have hips um <laughs> you ever seen penguins mate <laughs> look mr bluff was very clear in his instructions that you were to bring him only pictures of penguins he did not want to fuck <laughs> I, how it's just a literal <laughs> picture of a penguin what is this make it less horny how <laughs> I'm taking its legs away. I'm giving it battle scars. <laughs> it's not going to work. Oh, fuck. It's just a torso now. <laughs> this sounds very emotionally complicated, Paul. What happens in the pebble and the penguin? Oh, well, there's an extraordinary pebble and an extraordinary penguin. And this is all sort of told to us in the form of an extended musical number at the beginning of this 74-minute film. <laughs> yes, it takes six minutes for this 74-minute <laughs> film to start. Yep. 
Um, which basically tells us kind of what's going to happen, but not in an intuitive Mission Impossible or Marvel way at the beginning of the credits. <laughs> it's a song about Hubie yeah. and Marion. Well, it's about initially a Denny. A Denny? A Denny. Is that it? Penguins? A Denny penguins who are very much the materialist twats of the of the ocean. Mm. They're all about the bling. They are. And, and the bling in this case is bloody pebbles. Just they love them. Playing old rocks. Fucking idiots. But you, 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 <laughs> they you don't even know. So They get themselves to New York, they'll find some real rocks. Oh, fuck yeah. Meth. <laughs> and with this meth, they finally get the courage to propose to their best gals. Um, with also pebbles in their hands. And the idea is that all the pebbin- pebbins, yeah. all the pebbins go and look for a pebble and then they can pepen <laughs> to their lovely peben women. Yeah, that's a wonderful sentence. All of this is happening, incidentally, to an animated musical sheet. Yes. And I knew the movie was having production issues. I didn't think they just put the sheet music on screen and expect you to read along. Yeah. Mate, here it is. Make your own music. You couldn't afford an orchestra. <laughs> well, at the beginning, I thought, is it is it funding issues? But like, no, because they've animated it. So it can't be funding issues. It's, give, it's giving a fuck issues. There are none of them. No fucks. There you go, kids. It's, yeah. <laughs> there you go, fucking eat it up. I can't read, sir. I'm three. Well, it's not my fault, is it? So they, this this song ends with Hubie um, proposing to his best gal. What's her fucking name? Marion? Maria? That'll do. Marie. Whatever. Female M- penguin. Lady, lady, female penguin, number one. <laughs> and, then, and, then the, and then the film begins with Hubie he hasn't proposed to her. That was just a song. Yeah. In mind. He wants to, In his though. heart. You can tell because of the way he to. looks at her, which um, I will... I'm unable to show you the picture of um, how Hubie looks at Marion whilst underwater, so I'll just have to uh, vocalise it, if you'll excuse me. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> He was like drooling. It was like how Homer Simpson looks at a donut. <laughs> oh fuck! He he te- he tells a story to some some yeah. kid penguins. The kid penguins they come up to him and like um hey tell us a story and he's um like well I'll tell you a love story and the the male penguin's like oh that's mushy stuff. What do you usually get from Herbie the fucking penguin? <laughs> tell us Reservoir Dogs again. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he cut the police penguin's ear off and he was about to set fire to him when oh no oh Hubie <laughs> literally the worst he, he, t- he tells him this story about meeting a, f- a penguin called female penguin number one and then he, about how he just goes <laughs> up and 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 says I love you but he's got his fingers crossed behind his back and I don't know what this means is it I'm, I'm lying I I fucking e- and then he eats the baby penguins <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't get what he means by that he's you're an idiot Hubie he got nothing. But then he falls down a cliff and bumps into the chick. After going, but I'll never have the courage to speak to her ever. And then he fall, yeah, falls down cliff, bumps <laughs> into female penguin number one. Yeah, he and stares he, at her and he has a hat erection, which is that his hat starts flapping. Yeah. Which is handy because it, it disguises from his actual election, erection. Yeah, which he does have. <laughs> and then they sing a song about how much they love each other, but then he can't quite say it out of song, which, and we all know what this means in musicals. It means if yeah. you don't say it in song, it doesn't, you know, doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> the unfortunate thing about song is you can say whatever you like. Yeah. And I've been through your underwear drawer. <laughs> you want to go for lunch? <laughs> Let me inside it. your penguin uterus. <laughs> I'll give you some kids. I'm a shy penguin. I'll love you the Herbie way. <laughs> In the butt. 
Um, the thing is, she's so fucking into him. I'm not yeah. very good at picking up sort of signs from women, but I like to think that in his situation, I get that she's fucking <laughs> yeah. just all over him. So, it wasn't an avalanche. That was some landing, Hubie. <gasps> Ouch! Oh, don't be silly, Hubie. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this uh, this rock's uh, very interesting, isn't it? Uh, fuck me! Cringe, have you got a penguin cock? I I want it. I want it. It's rock though. It's lovely. It's lovely. Get it out. I just want. I want your babies, and uh, it's, it's great rock. It's a great rock. Just fuck me. Fuck me till I burst, Hubie. <laughs> fuck just... me against the rock, please, Hubie. <laughs> Break my back over it. With your big penguin balls. Great rock. He gets upset and he wanders off and decides to uh, express his disappointment by staring in every direction he knows. And then it cuts to Drake. Oh, yeah. hip-hop artist, Drake. (laughs) Who's just hot off the success of his number one platinum album. Has come to try and rob the Antarctic of all the sweet penguin bitches. Yeah. And he's he's got his eyes on female penguin number one. Yep. He's voiced by a Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yes. (laughs) Playing Jermaine Clement. You will be my wife. He's Borat. (laughs) He's Borat amongst everything else that he's ever known. I mean, we could try and do impressions of him right now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. The only way that you're ever going to get anywhere close to it is sampling it, but even then it's not going (laughs) to... do it justice <laughs> even tim curry can't do this voice marina doesn't know it yet but she's going to be my wife our children will be the strongest the smartest the bravest not to mention the best looking why they'll be just like me <laughs> tim curry comes in he's got his eyes on this sweet penguin honey watch out pilgrim not- <laughs> it's is just the best and 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 tim tim curry is a penguin (laughs) with a wolf's face he's a vaguely ethnic penguin (laughs) he's slightly darker than the good penguins he's he's much bigger he's got a snout is the problem (laughs) he's got the villain snout all disney all non-disney films give their villains snouts have you never seen 101 dalmatians oh shit i don't know what that means God, you're a genius. He's basically he's the scar of this film. They couldn't they couldn't yeah. get Jeremy Irons, so they got Tim Curry, and he does just as good a job. Nobody could get Jeremy Irons. Hubie goes off to praise. To yeah. praise. He goes off to pray for a pebble yeah. that's gonna allow him to win the heart of whatever her name is. Yeah. And whilst he's praying, an asteroid uh, heads towards uh, Hubie. Yeah. And it lands and destroys all life on Earth. Yeah. Uh, billions of years later, <laughs> life has evolved to the point where. Um, they have another penguin who's in a roughly similar situation, so he takes over yeah. and he's also called Hubie, so that's yeah. quite handy. Yeah. He's called Hubie but with a sign at two at the end. <laughs> and yeah, it just just He picks up the gem. He picks it up and he can finally go and get her. But just when he's running off to look for her, Drake comes in and he does a good he does a rap about how he's not gonna get it. It's called Be Prepared. And he <laughs> he and Hubie won't give it up though, because he loves he loves Marie that much. Like, I'm not gonna give yeah. this up. I love female penguin number two. And and Drake just throws him <laughs> into the into the water. It's tough because that was the perfect pebble. I mean it actually had a picture of the fucking chick in it, so yeah. you don't get much more perfect than that no it's an, it is an extraordinary pebble as prophesied at the beginning of the film by through song <laughs> hubie goes off on a magical adventure onto a boat full of scotsmen <laughs> he's abducted off screen <laughs> yeah we see him fall into the ocean fade to black next shot he's been captured by scotsmen yeah you don't want to know oh. how they did it 
<laughs> cruel tragedy. Ways. There are plenty of penguins in here. They have what sounds like a really interesting musical number, but the music is such a fucking racket that I wasn't actually <laughs> sure. Yeah, which Hubie spends entirely just rubbing his face. No obvious fucking reason. That saved $100,000, Paul. <laughs> Not getting discreet animations. Imagine actual reaction shots. Yeah. Phew, good going. Don Bluth puffs a cigar. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> hate them. Hate them. That's when the evil Scotsman, they capture another penguin played by Jim Belushi. Yeah. Oh no. Anyone's downfall. If only they'd thought. <laughs> He comes in. He's he's Rocco the Rocking Rock Penguin or something. I don't fucking remember what Fuck his name yeah. is. But he insisted on saying it in full every single time. But he's a badass. Yeah. He's a badass penguin. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. He's like the James Dean of this situation. <laughs> he certainly is. Yeah, save it, old timer. Nobody locks up Rocco the Rock Hopper. Those humans just did. <laughs> hey, when I get out of here, you're seal bait. <gasps> what are you staring at, Birdbrain? That's Hubie. And he's heartbroken. Yes, he was snatched away from the lady he oh. loved. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor Pebblehead. If he had any guts, he never would have let them take him alive. Hubie gets a vision through his pebble, which is something that only happens here <laughs> and never again. He looks through the pebble and sees the situation that What's-Her-Name's in. Yep. He sees her smiling and laughing as her friends tell her that Hubie's probably dead and she should move on. Spurred on by that, he decides to ask Rocco to help him escape. Uh, which he does by very cleverly waiting until the guy lifts the latch that Hubie can very easily reach Mm -hmm. and isn't locked by any means whatsoever. Then opening the door, giving him the gruel, and then when he goes to close the door and close the latch that Hubie can easily reach and isn't locked in any way whatsoever, he puts his finger, uh, the pebble pebble. rather, thank God he had that, (laughs) in between the latch and the catch. Yeah. Is there anything that a penguin can also do that the pebble can't do? No, is the question is the answer. Nope. No is the question. That's my catchphrase. I keep fucking saying that. <laughs> God, you're a wrong boy. God. You're total wrong boy. And that's why you didn't get any of the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> no is the question. What? That's what... <laughs> fucking meaningless thing to say. Get him out of my office. That's why I'm here naked and you've had to edit out all the tears. <laughs> so so he, he gets out because obviously. And then Yeah, I mean they could have just left through the really open bars that are on their fucking cages at any time that they can definitely fit through. Yeah, the fact that his cage is only ceilinged by a single plank of wood. The fact that it was made of mostly just dreams. Mm. <laughs> dreams and expectations. The fragile wish of five Scottish men, <laughs> which as we all know isn't worth fucking around a boffy <laughs> hoping for a, a ray of light that's how weak it was ah oh, they escape and they got they they end up in haiti something yes that's tahiti right. tahiti tahiti not oh haiti. thank god fucking hell. we don't want haiti? the Haitians on Jesus. our tails <laughs> rock uh, no if fucking hubie says i need to get back to my chick i've got this gem here yeah. rocco laughs at him saying ha, 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 ha. that's a dumb thing to want to wish for i wish i could fly and uh, Hubie says, ha, 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 that's a dumb thing to wish for. You're a fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking stupid twat. <laughs> I thought you were the sympathetic, likable character. Fuck you. Yeah. Fly. I thought I thought when he uh, he indicated the flying seagull that he wanted to fuck the seagull. 
And I was really disappointed. That's just where your head's at. That it was fly. If he'd have, you know, it could have been an inter interracial, like cross species thing. Or cross species is worse, but interracial, that's that's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's worse. Worse than interracial, is it for? <laughs> okay. Interesting choice of words there. Um <laughs> Look, Hubie sits Rocco down and says to him, Look, I'm sorry. I just think your dream is fucking absurd and ridiculous and I want no part in it whatsoever. Could you help me get back to where I'm from? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Let's have this discussion four or five more times. Yeah, okay. sweet. Well, I know I know a guy who said he can fly back in Penguinville and uh, oh, he, yeah. he said it's about speed. And he's like, I, 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 <laughs> Wing speed. I knew that. I'm Jim Belushi. Let's go. I have five more notes. Five more notes between now and the end of the film. Well, it's because they have a bo- they bond over the next eight minutes of the film. Yeah. And then what happens after that? They have another 25 fucking minutes of traveling and bonding, but they already did the bonding. Yeah, my note is just, um, you saved my life. I hate you. <laughs> like, literally, sometimes I would look away from the screen and miss the thing that they were arguing about. I, I, went, and made, uh, I went and made lunch and I ate some soup <laughs> and uh, they were still traveling back. And then they almost get eaten by a seal. Yes. They they save each other's life. Jim Belushi does what Jim Belushi does best and teaches Hubie to fight. Uh, and <laughs> that's, this, I mean, that's it. They get back to the Antarctica. The Antarctica, that's what it's called. Yeah, after the fucking, um, I felt like I should have taken notes during this song because it was nah. so dumb. After they escape from the seal, they sing a song about how close they're getting, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's the it's yeah. the worst. It's the pits. <laughs> when you're a rebel, you're a rebel. You like me, just admit. You don't go finding friends to like. All right, I'm gonna hold my breath. Why don't you pack your blasted pebble? It, admit and it. Take yourself a healthy hike. You know you're gonna cast my death. They don't have penguins up in Juno. It's getting dark. Why don't you go and start a trend? G- goodbye, Rocco. It's, it's the, the worst pits. song. It's like the Passer song that they let the comedian who's appearing in the film write rather than the actual songwriter, except I think that might be the same person in this case. Barry Manilow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 very, it's very much a, I am a penguin. I'm also a penguin. And we are best friends. No, uh, we're not. No, we are. But it pauses. It pauses for these gags when it's oh. like, um, what do you call a flower that hasn't opened yet? A bud? bud? I love it when you call me bud! <laughs> yeah, and then he stares right at Jesus. the screen, takes out his cock and wanks himself to climax. <laughs> whilst the audience, the audience has to clap politely. Stop singing. This, this is weird. This Stop is, singing. This is basically... Stop singing, Hubie. No. This isn't part of the song. Stop working this into the song. <laughs> I swear to God, if you touch me one more time... <laughs> I'll cut you up. Fuck! <laughs> How are you doing this? I'll phone your parents and tell you you're a slut. You're the biggest fucking asshole I've ever seen. <laughs> Fuck you, me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then immediately afterwards, though, Rocco says, um, yeah, we sure did get him. So, get who? Sorry, did you just refer to something that happened before <laughs> that 10 minute song? I can't remember it. I'm glad you realized that as well, because I thought maybe I've, I've just written here. What did they get? And, <laughs> and I... And, and, I, and I thought maybe it was because I was doing bicep curls <laughs> that I didn't notice. But so no, Paul that... settles down to his. Um... <laughs> oh fuck! I wish I knew the name of a second exercise. Um, oh, let me give you lateral his... raises <laughs> for his bicordial crunch. <laughs> um... His lime bicordial. <laughs> the, the baby birds come and say, "Oh no, Drake kidnapped the uh, the main chick," and it's like, really? When? Yeah. Did that happen at the end of the last song? I... But yes, Drake has kidnapped female penguin number one. Oh no. no. And 
And then uh, whales are hitting the iceberg. The, the Rocco and Hubie are on. Ah. Then they aren't. Ah. Hubie beats up Drake. And he, be- <laughs> he violently he beats, him, beats up him to death. Somehow. With bare hands. There's a great Tim Curry scream. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. And then they're all okay. And then Tim Curry comes back for no reason at all and then is dispatched again. And then he does an even better scream. Well, he comes back so he can tear the tower apart so that Rocco can make good on his dream and fly. Oh, yeah, to, f- to fly for some- Thanks to dreams. How? By the way, how was it? Was it the pebble or did he just fly? He just flied, Paul. Because he believes enough. You can believe. You can do anything when you believe. Look, I can fly. Look. Uh, <laughs> hey, Paul! Uh, oh, my God! This fucking guy just jumped out of the window! Don't call an ambulance! Don't look! Don't just don't, stand there! Just, Julie, don't no, look! No, it's 999! Julie! Obviously! Julie, don't look! Go back inside! Ah! I looked! I looked! <laughs> you said don't look, and of course I'm going to look, Barry! Why well, don't know that? I don't know that, you fucking you dumb bitch! Look, it's their problem here. This is DC What Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the fuck happened to that <laughs> lad? <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul. Right, well, Paul's, Paul's recovering in hospital. So, he flies. I think what happens is, is the end credits. Hubie and female penguin number one get married. And then there's a, there's a Christmas tree style uh, voiceover that's been <laughs> happening all this time. It turns out they all lived happily ever after. Things were always fine when you were good. That's a 74 minute film, Paul. Yeah. That's 74 whole minutes. Oh, and it, it felt... didn't feel a minute over 240. I, it, it's, it's amazing how such a short film can be so repetitive. Yeah. Because it feels like they ran out of ideas on what should happen to Rocco and um, Hubie on their journey back. Almost immediately. The dynamic is only... They both kind of think each other is being realistic, unrealistic. They both think the other is being unrealistic in their dream. And that's it, really, in terms of tension. Yeah. Maybe one of them thinks the other should toughen up a bit. No, it had had literally nothing. They got to 35 minutes and realized that they didn't actually have any more story to tell. So they just kept adding things and adding things. And it was already done. They, They already kind of respected each other. They'd already been through the journey. Yeah. And we already knew that female penguin number one didn't want to marry drake she just needed rescuing yeah and we already knew that hubie had to get back and he'd already sort of learned to stand up for himself yeah and then he everything just happened three times again i it just hadn't it had nothing it it, it should have been a 25 minute short yeah it should have been preceding the proper film it just didn't it didn't have enough really to keep you interested the songs weren't terribly good or memorable like i'm struggling to remember what they are now it was typical sort of 90s Mm animated movie fair we should probably say first of all don bluth really doesn't mean much to me um his mm. impact of movies the rescuers and um secret of nim and such that came to an end just when i was sort of getting old enough to watch movies um aladdin was the first movie i saw at the cinema um the little mermaid is probably the first film i ever saw on video mm. um so that's right in there with the Disney Renaissance from 1989 to 1997. And to be honest, 97 is about when I lost interest in Disney and mm. started insisting on being taken to nothing but action movies like Steel. <laughs> so I mm. missed out on Don Bluth, really. So I don't have a good reference point for what the good stuff is. From what we've been told, from what we've heard from 
general chit chat is just that this is the worst on blue yeah yeah there ever was so you just have to accept the secrets of neve or whatever Nim- it's called yeah were were way better and, and way more competent i actually think that the soundtrack was the best part of this okay this film but it was just muddied by so much of the film i thought misery was an excellent song i really enjoyed the lyrics to it okay it was and, and, the, and the, the singing style it was very bawdy yes it was rather bawdy and it has very a gilbert raucous, godfrey style guy doing some of the lyrics <clears throat> yeah if you're into pain and agony agony rah, 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 rah. <laughs> love it love the nice. <laughs> there's your, Gil- there's your gilbert godfrey godfrey syllable enjoy that in, in the annals it goes rah, rah, rah. <laughs> no it's more rah, rah, rah. yeah that's pretty go. good it was a good track, but there was so much smashing and banging going on, and it was so poorly animated yeah. that it actually distracted from what I was hearing. It, it permeated my other senses mm. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and stopped my enjoyment of it. And I thought that, again, some, some of the actual score, the instrumental stuff, was, was really competent, okay. and the action stuff was scored really well. But the animation for me was atrocious. Yes, and it's really it was, where the it was production melting. quality came through. I mean, I mean, the mm. style of it is the uh, is quite something. The way that every character sort of their entire body distorts with every word that they say. It was fairly irritating, mm. and it felt a lot like, "Look here, kids! Look, look, look at the the shaking, yeah, it felt like... wobbly colours." Yeah, I just, am I watching a scanner darkly here? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just settle on one expression. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It made me feel as uncomfortable as Gaspar Noé's climax. Well, it reminded me of the Christmas tree quite a bit. Yeah, some of the it had, to, it had to. Yeah, it's just the visuals were all quite plain. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the sequence of the two kids sort of riding through the North Pole wouldn't look out of place here. No, ab- absolutely. Everything's just purple or blue in the background, and it's so meshed together that there's a scene where I think the idea is they're meant to be lying against a tree, which becomes mm. a cloud, and an ant tries to steal the pebble from Hubie. But because the cloud looks almost the exact same tone as the background, it looked like the ant was just flying into the air with yes. this pebble. It was very hard to make out. Yeah, just very strange color palette, very strange ideas. I can't imagine the storyboards for this. Yeah, but then, but then added to that, the the voice acting was just. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. I think I mean, Belushi was the only character who felt like an actual, you know, like a, a voice you would do for an animated movie. Yeah. Everyone else, yeah, especially Mr. Curry. Tim Curry was, was performing as though you could also see his face, I think. Without, <laughs> with, without his face, it was nonsense. It didn't fit the character at all. No, it, it did um, not look like what that fucking character looked like. He looked like he should have no. had the voice of, like, the claw from Inspector Gadget. I'll get you next time, Hubie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. At the very least, Jeremy Irons. But the, the, <laughs> the best case scenario would have been the claw. Combine that with the animation, it was terrible. Female penguin number one was just fucking nothing. She I mean, was... she was just so lustful in all of her things of just, oh, Hubie. Yeah. It sure is nice up here. Yeah. I mean, she, she was just the, the, the perfect example of a cardboard female character. She had yeah. nothing. I feel sorry for that voice actress. It made the, it's made the 74 minutes feel like 174. Yes. It dragged. It's a shame because it's quite sweet, generally. I mean, it's yeah. good natured and it's meant to just be... I think it's meant to just be a buddy cop thing, you know. Don't know where the cops coming from. It's meant to be a buddy film, of of just two, two penguins, going on an adventure. Yeah. Which is fine if they you don't like. see eye to eye. They don't see eye to eye. They're a bit different. 
the problem is that there's just no character there really one the idea is one of them is a shy guy the other one's gruff but they swap places a lot and spend a lot of time yelling at each other shy one and gruff one alike but then he just uses brawn the thing that he was supposedly lacking in the end to beat up tim curry anyway yeah, there was no. Oh, I've learned that I don't need brawn. I can. Yeah. I can get away with just heart and smarts. Maybe he befriended or the, something, but he befriended the seal. Maybe. Maybe if he had befriended mm. the seal using his general good naturedness, maybe figured out the seal. Yeah. You know, has some sort of grievance, and that's why he fucking hates penguins. You know. Yeah. And then fixes that, and now he's got a, pe- a seal on his side, and he rides that and eats fucking. Yeah. Rocco, no Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Fuck it. To the to the the credit of female penguin number one she's the only person at the end who goes don't you see the pebble doesn't matter yeah i love you idiot you might have said that fucking sooner yeah jesus it's it's a mess i don't really have anything else to say about this no i think that's it it's well-intentioned but i mean it's production issues it wears them on its sleeve and i'm not sure there was just enough of an idea there to begin with but it's hard to tell when basically what you're watching is an unfinished film yeah i certainly wouldn't say i wanted to see more of it but um there was good stuff there was Good stuff in there, so let's talk about that. Quick fire. Okay, um, I like the sheep music opening, I think. It's an interesting idea. It was different. And, uh, mm. yeah, caught me by surprise. It's interesting. I liked. Although, I really think a nice panoramic view of the sort of the majesty of the Arctic might have been better suited, and you never really get a sense of scale there. It all just feels like they're on a rock. Yeah, it would have been wise to have done some scene setting and have us buy into this world rather than. Oh, here's a fucking sheet music, you twats. <laughs> Who is the composer? Because I'm, I'm, I'm was, complimenting him, but I'm not. Well, Barry Manilow wrote some of the songs. Yeah, but it's someone else, I think. So I remember reading it and going, "Oh, sorry." Now oh, three. Mark Waters or Waters. Mark Waters. He also wrote the movie Get a Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> Tell you what, after seeing that, I really wanted to get a horse. <laughs> and eat it. Yeah, poor Matt Waters. But um, I actually, you know, going back to the, the soundtrack, I, I thought there was a really great uh, Ravel-esque crescendo before the awfulness that was the intro music. <laughs> In, in in particular, I really loved the whales. The killer whales are coming after Rocco and, Hu- and Hubie. Right. It's a very sort of intense Hans Zimmer action piece, <laughs> especially when the whale leaps up to them on the iceberg and it goes dun 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 I wonder if this stops. I want to see where this is going. <laughs> Very atmospheric. Oh, it sounds spooky. Oh, I, I liked the bit where he's talking to the little chick penguin. Um, mm. And he's saying... Um, <sighs> Did she love him back? They never even met. You see, he was painfully shy. Oh. But like, understandingly, <laughs> oh? Shit. <Yeah. laughs> Not disappointedly, oh, just, oh, I see. That's a oh. shame. That little kid knows. I loved at the beginning of the film, um, just just as the musical was about to start, they have that um, conceit of showing you the book called The Pebble and the Penguin. Yeah. Um, before it opens. And I thought, oh boy, the book, The Pebble and the Penguin. Let's <laughs> see what wanders away. I mean, pretty much any time the seal was actually chasing the two of them, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of power behind that seal. Where he moves really quickly and he just smashes or pulverizes anything between him and what he's after. It's quite dramatic. Yeah. And watching Hubie have to go back to get his stone in spite of all the danger, you know. You know. You know. Diving, you know, hey, kid. Diving (laughs) into the seal fishing hole as well. Oh, there's peril there. It's dark. Also scary. Oh, I, I put I put some of these things in my good things just so I, I wouldn't forget to mention them. They never stop moving, I've written. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, no, this is it. They never stop moving, but there's one moment when he nervously wraps his scarf around his wrist when female penguin number one's talking to him that I thought was a ni- nice little nervous tick. Oh, that's good. Well, the animators actually got it right. <laughs> Woody Allen-esque. Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> oh, the Mercy actually looks pretty cool. The sort of terrible dark ship moving around in yeah. the darkness. It was an imposing yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Externally, it's an imposing anyway. Scotsman. Internally, it was just a series of cages in a beige background. Just like Scotland. <laughs> if you consider the cages to be people's expectations of you. <laughs> Rife in Scotland. I did really like the Scotsman in it, though. I thought they were animated really well. And <laughs> Yes, I like the, the concept these... of them. The sort of f- they're, they're, yeah. they're often just a hood and a pipe and a beard. Yeah, they reminded me of BFG style animation where it was, they were just <laughs> darkness incarnate, um, oh, like a Scotsman. Yeah, but they but they had these they had these lovely sort of poetic accents. They were some of the villains of the film, but they didn't really feel like villains. They were just some guys. Yeah, they're just trying to eat. They just wanted to eat some penguins. <laughs> Come on, haven't we all? I mean, Jesus Christ! If all the penguins in this sort of dance and sing and overact. <laughs> I'll eat a couple of them. <laughs> Just a couple. Well, you oh, might gain their powers. please don't boil me. <laughs> Throw it in the oil. <laughs> Quickly before it bursts into an aria. <laughs> it's preparing its second verse. <laughs> Fuck this thing. Good Scottish guys. <laughs> I like the fact that Rocco calls um, Hubie Pebblehead. Because I like the idea that these fucking penguins have become notorious for this pebble bullshit that they do. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, there's, there's some lore there. Ooh. Penguin law. Yeah. Bit of racial tension between penguins. Racial tension? I don't know. What's the difference yeah. between an emperor penguin and a not emperor penguin? I mean, I felt sorry for Hubie. He was fucking yeah. pathetic. So, <laughs> yay. So that's that. He's a fucking loser. Yay, well yeah. done. Brilliant. Oh, Hubie was likable enough. There's something irritating yeah. about the way his face is animated. I don't know what it is. It's just the sort of puffiness and roundness of him, I guess. No one just didn't stop emoting. Their faces just yeah. kept shifting from one thing to the next. And he was, because he was a nervous guy anyway, it just doubled it. Yeah, during that song where he's just like, I love it when you call me Bud. He just oh. throws every part of himself out there. Don't hate it so much. The biggest fucking smile. It's so inane. Yeah. Oh, on the boat, the, the Mercy, there was a constant swaying of the camera, which, uh, yeah, speaking of Gaspar Noe, made me feel quite nauseous. Oh, good. <laughs> In a good way. I I just written here nerd, and I think it's there was a, <laughs> a brilliant moment where Tim Curry calls Hubie a nerd. Yes, there he, is. He goes, "You listen, nerd." <laughs> so, nerd, I hear you want to be a big ladies' man. <laughs> Thanks, Tim Curry, for being you. For being Zap Brannigan, apparently. Oh, when um Rocco sees a slope and decides that now is the time to test his new flying ability. Yeah, he hurls himself down it. And he's sort of sluicing from left to right, but the camera sort of dramatically follows him down the thing. And it's like mm. kind of going with him, and that was a cool action shot. Oh, it's like Tintin. Yeah. Like Steven Spielberg's Tintin. Not old racist Belgian <laughs> Tintin. Aw. Different times. <laughs> Pebble and the Penguin, different time. <laughs> Never get away with it now. 
Wouldn't be able to afford to. Penguins. Wouldn't get away with it. <laughs> Everyone hates them. Racists of the sea. <laughs> well, they let the polar bears on, don't they? On the <laughs> island. Yeah, but they don't, they don't like it. White is right, say the penguins. <laughs> horrible. They're horrible. Nobody likes penguins. Kill them all. <laughs> That's what I say. That's what I've always so said. I, so I say, bag them up and sandwich them. That's what Morgan Freeman says now. He says he regrets taking any part in that fucking documentary. And <laughs> I hear that he spends most of his time just um, idly shooting at them from his boat. <laughs> the Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Look at these here penguins right in my fucking line of sights. <laughs> <laughs> One less penguin. <laughs> As they march on and on to their <laughs> graves. He puts his pair of sunglasses on. <laughs> That was a fucking headshot. <laughs> fucking tits. <laughs> um, yeah, there were some great Jim Belushi lines. I thought the f- the first one for me was uh, when he's having a bit of a tantrum in his in his little cage, and he goes, "I'll make him turn this tug around if I have to." <laughs> really, really good rousing line there from Jim Belushi. Uh, during the song that I hate, he has the <laughs> lyric, um, "This isn't something I'm enjoying." <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Passive-aggressive middle-class way of expressing that. <laughs> yeah. Nervous I'm song. Just, um, I'm not. I don't like the song. <laughs> get me out of it, please. The nervous song you sing while you wait for that tramp to get off the bus. <laughs> I know I'm being upbeat, but I fucking can't stand it. <laughs> Somebody please help me. <laughs> oh, please, won't somebody get me out of this song? <laughs> Fuck everything. <laughs> he was just so unhappy, but he was stuck in the li- in the premise of a musical. Nothing you could do about it. Just shouting things that he know won't be cut because fuck it, you might as well. It's like, I'll fuck all you women. <laughs> What's he be singing his little song? <laughs> it sure is great to have a pal. I'll fuck him in the eye. Take my time on the kids. <laughs> oh, Rocco, he's such a character. Yeah, Jim Belushi's brilliant. Um, <laughs> his uh, his also his mounting fury as Hubie presses him for details. And and, oh, and yeah. it, there's there's something really horrible about the way it happens. He's getting more and more angry, and Hubie seems oblivious to it. And then when he gets really angry and starts shouting at Hubie, Hubie just laughing. It's really unsettling. Oh, yeah. You you wanna fight? Do you? <laughs> Don't laugh, Rocco. Everybody knows the penguins can't fly. You're wrong. You are dead wrong. Our ancestors flew. <laughs> They gave us wings, but we can't fly. I mean, I mean, whose idea of a cruel joke is this? I mean, I mean, I mean, you've got to just accept it. No, no. Again, (laughs) not for the first time, it reminded me of Gaspar Noe content. (laughs) God, Noe's really got his claws in you. You're watching Playdays with your younger brother. And it's just like, I'm sorry. There's no one else seeing this. (laughs) (laughs) The way, the way fucking... The the bird, the owl prick. I mean, it's clearly the rape sequence from it. It's irreversible, isn't it? Paul, we we need you to leave. <laughs> Paul, look around you, Paul. Broken dolls, dollhouses on fire. Where Noe is written on the on the wall in blood. It's not even yours. I hired Daft Punk to come and play. <laughs> Wants to thrash randomly around your living room. <laughs> Roiling from kid to kid. Best birthday ever. Engaging them in aggressive 90s dance. <laughs> Look, you apologise to your brother right now. 
Look, <laughs> come here. Time destroys all things. Better you learn it now. Paul, listen, listen we've, we've got to go. We've been here too long. We've got to go. To... And it just it just <laughs> fades out to the to the to the to the rising sound of. This play day's credit sequence is getting out of hand. <laughs> anything else about Pebble and the Pe- about Don Bluth's about not Don Bluth's Pebble and the Penguin? About Gaspar Noé's return to form Pebble and the Penguin. About Anonymous's Pebble and the Penguin. Hieronymus Bosch's Pebble and the Penguin. <laughs> name withdrawn. Too- Pebble and the Penguin. Even Alan the Smithy asked to have his name <laughs> removed. Became sentient this. and said, "Nope." <laughs> I'm backing away. I got two things. There was a. Uh, when he, uh, Rocco's trying to reason with Hubie, he says, do you love the girl? And he goes, of course I do. And shut up. It's great. Yeah, great delivery. Sweet. Yeah, as they dive under the water into the uh, seal hole, the fishing hole, there's a mm. ray of light from the seal hole illuminating the way in front of them. And they sort of, uh, they go through as two little white dots, leaving behind a stream mm. of white bubbles. It was pretty beautiful. Lovely. The majesty of the sea. <laughs> Behold, the majesty of cinema. <laughs> it's the majesty of the sea. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck you, Barry Manilow. You've all seen Suspiria, says Don Bluth. <laughs> um, We've got to euthanize Paul. There's nothing else for it. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone else fucking see this? Take the bag off your head, Paul. You're scaring the kids. It's less scary than what's happening inside of the bag, okay? The bag with Gary Sinise's face drawn on it. <laughs> imagine, but imagine Gary Sinise's face drawn by somebody who can't draw. <laughs> the horror. <laughs> imagine how upsetting that would be. <laughs> it would be like Gary Sinise, except slightly not. <laughs> Jesus. My final one is okay. uh, I really appreciated when the whales are chasing Hubie and Rocco. One of them bursts into the air and... Uh, but before it falls, it just turns onto its back like it can't be fucked to do this properly anymore. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. And then it just back, <laughs> back oh, dumb flops knees. everyone. Do I have knees? Doesn't matter, I've done them. Fuck everything. My last good thing is um, near the end when um, he's saying, here's the rock I got you, I, I hope you like it. And Rocco leans in and says, she'd better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that because of all the shit they've been through and all the times he's risked <laughs> yeah. his fucking life. Just the idea that she might say, oh... <laughs> it's a I'll bit have a tacky. word or fucking two to say about it if she don't. <laughs> Jim Belushi style. What do I what do I do with this now that I have it? Uh, you have to carry it. <laughs> Can I get it mounted as a, a chain around my neck? No. You carry it. <laughs> you just don't have a free hand now. One of your hands is always uh, the pebble hand. You don't heard that expression, your right hand and your pebble hand. <laughs> oh. You have anything from that OGT weasel? OGT team. Full Starts Podcast. Well, two things, actually. They say, I'll give you two for free. First one's free. Second one. <laughs> you don't know, know how much that costs. Number one, Don Bluth's animation. Number two, Tim Curry. Both of which never fail to let you down, <laughs> even at their worst, as they may be here. So he admits they're, they're the worst. <laughs> and yeah, we can agree on that. <laughs> Jen Blundell, erstwhile fan of the, sh- fan of the show. Erstwhile means former, doesn't it, Paul? Yeah, I should have really thought about that before I said it. I meant ongoing. <laughs> Uh, not seen it, but it looks family friendly. I'm going to assume nothing offensive, inappropriate, or morally corrupt happens. I'm sure it's a thoughtful and nuanced tale of morality for the kids. Uh, you're wrong. I think it is. <laughs> uh, does anything particularly immoral happen? 
there's a materialist thing at the centre, but that kind of gets subverted. Oh, when uh, what's the name says? Uh, not uh, immoral, but thoughtful and nuanced tale of, mor- uh, of morality for the kids. Oh no 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 yeah. no 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 no! We can't oh, no, 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 that. No. Fuck that. <laughs> there basically isn't a moral for kids, except yeah. Nope. <laughs> Far too many Scotsmen for it to be anything suitable for kids. Stay away from Scotsmen. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, OGT. Thanks, OGT. Ooh. Yeah, that was a weird one. Let's talk about that one better thing. The one better thing. Not that I'm actually going to recommend the future armor episodes, but why must I be a crustacean in love's pretty good? Yep. That's definitely. just this, basically. And then there's one about penguins, and I can't remember what it's called, but that's also very, very good. You know something we glossed over is the fact that at one point Tim Curry fucking says to that chick, if you don't pick a partner by the time that, I don't know, the moon rises or whatever, then you'll be banished from this fucking community. Pretty harsh. I mean, it all works out because Hubie comes back and they get to be together forever, but... Fucking hell, it's like small town Russia. How how awful must it be to be in a long-term relationship with Hubie? God. Um, breakfast ready, dear. Oh boy, breakfast, <laughs> the best meal of the day. <laughs> what have we got for breakfast on this most beautiful and wonderful of days? <sighs> Granola. Eggs. <laughs> My eggs. Fuck it, I just couldn't, yeah. couldn't stand to bring kids into this fucking relationship. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, as the female protagonist of this fucking movie feeds the male protagonist... Uh, unfertilized eggs <laughs> to deny him offspring. Please tell me what your proper good thing is. Well, uh, I was just thinking about lovely family adventures from the past with with characters that you like, and uh, I thought about the Rescuers from 1977, directed by Wolfgang Reitemann, Professor Rachman, John Lansbury, and Art <laughs> Stevens. It's a lovely family Wait, adventure. Was Bluth involved in that? Who was Bluth involved in that? No. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that came up in. Okay, sorry. Carry um, on. It's 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 just a really great family family adventure that had a real big part in my childhood. Yeah, just a real magical experience. Also, apparently, the VHS version was recalled when it transpired that an image of a topless lady was placed in an apartment window in the background of a scene. Ah, uh, yes. I imagine if any Infamously. of these are still out there, they'd sell for rather a lot of money. So, the rescuers is my one better thing. But if you can, booby rescuers is probably the unique experience. <laughs> Ah, the project was revived in the early 1970s as a project for the young animators led by Don Bluth. Oh, well, there you go. He was head of direct- He was the head of animation on it. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. So my so my one better thing was even better, <laughs> even more apt. Yeah, retcon, retcon, retcon. Fuck yeah, I'm great. So in terms of great old-fashioned animation, without too much digital uh, mm. complimentary, and in terms of anthropomorphic animals. And a character trying to journey to accomplish something. I'm going to talk a little bit about Isle of Dogs. Ah. New uh, Wes Anderson. We'll talk more about this when it inevitably makes my top ten list at the end of the year. Megasaki City has decided to banish all of its dogs. um, As a result of a cat-led biased media. They've sent out all of their dogs to this island. Where they're just going to not be in the city anymore. Because everybody's afraid of the flu that they might carry. Hmm. So Atari sets out to rescue his beloved dog, very much his pebble, and um, see it is relevant, honest. And whilst there, he's helped out by a whole bunch of uh, dogs, Roughnecks. Um, basically his yeah. Rocco. So yeah, there are a bunch of um, scary alpha dogs as they describe themselves <laughs> in a charming Wes Anderson way. Yes, and they help him to find his dog and also to battle the power that be. Um, it's a beautiful film. It's extraordinarily well animated. It's yeah. very charmingly written with lots of heart. And fucking hell, the cast. 
You've got Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Bob Balaban, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Greta Gerwig, Francis McDormand, Je- Scarlett Johansson, Harvey Keitel, Tilda Swinton, Swinton. Ken Watanabe. It's um, it's all your business. And Angelica Houston, of course, playing yeah. a mute poodle. Yeah, very, very good. <laughs> Fuck it's... you, Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and thank you. It's, it's thank a be- you so much. It's a, it's a really beautiful film. The voice acting's amazing. It's, it's, yeah. it's a really funny, sweet film. There are some really, really clever ways of dealing with the dual language thing. Yeah, there's so many great little gags. Like my, One of my favourite gags in it is when he's... Um, the, Mr. Scientist is coming into this building and discovering... Yeah. Uh, he Mr. gets three Scientist. bits of results. Mr. Scientist. He's given three results. One, that do- they can cure dog flu, that they can reduce the size of dog litters to reduce the overpopulation, um, and a third thing that I can't remember. But for each revelation... There's a weird little background sciencey thing that happens, like some yes. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And then a little printout comes out telling him just the information he's learned. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. What I love about Wes Anderson is despite having these either larger or smaller than life characters, in, in yeah. isolating one particular part of their personality, he always hits on something very real. Yeah, definitely. And very very relatable. And it's it's no different in these in yeah. any character in this movie. And just um, a hilarious self awareness to the whole thing. It's great. It's truly great. Respecto yeah. for that film. Oh, and a great, uh, great soundtrack too. Sort of largely yes. driven by uh, Japanese drumming. Cool. cool. That was the one better thing. The one better thing. All right, Paul, where can people find out all about that one good fang? Oh, well, thanks off. Thanks, r- thanks off. Yeah. Thanks off. First off, <laughs> thanks off to Ryan at 27 Backspace for that film. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, tell us how bloody good we did for the plight of penguins and Scotsmen alike. <laughs> then uh, it's all the regular channels facebook twitter scottish facebook and scottish twitter uh gmail you can send us an email uh, ottpod at gmail.com at uh, youtube that video that we spoke about is definitely definitely up now definitely and um, <laughs> more will be coming so spread the word tell friends if you haven't left us a review leave us a review and you can do you can do that on itunes where you can also get a hold of our lovely juicy episodes including this one that you're listening to right now you listen to it again see so it's not just us lacrossing the episodes into your open windows sometimes closed windows sorry about the broken glass mrs (laughs) flarity (laughs) stitcher and podbean also two places where you can get the podcast just get those listens in thanks my novel Dockhead is available on Amazon for five ninety nine. The OGT Jingles episodes 1 to 50 are available at ogtpod.bandcamp.com. Everything is in the episode description. Paul, you Screen Mayhem episodes. What about them? Oh, they're all on Screen Mayhem and they're pretty good. I have attended some events at the Fright Fest. Wonderful biggest festival of horror in the festival of horror area. Mm. Uh, so I saw some really good horror films there and I've put up reviews. So go check it out. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Mon Dieu. Mon oncle. <laughs> Et tu, Dombluf? I'm Dombluf. I'm very sorry. I'm Bondaluf. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> Remember, one good thing about the pebble and the penguin is Tim Curry dangerously sliding down the accent pole. <laughs>